1 John chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. Amen. Herein is love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we and this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, what kind of love are you talking about? What kind of love are you talking about today, Father God? We ask right now that you explain it to us in a way that we will understand and not only in a way that we understand a way that we can apply it to our lives that we can leave here better stronger more committed more determined to be all that we can be in christ jesus father god thank you in jesus name amen amen how do you explain love how do you explain love let me give you a couple of illustrations how the world explains love. Two, two, two illustrations. A woman was married to an army man or engaged, excuse me. She was engaged to an army man who, while he was in battle, was blinded, was blinded. And when he called home and told her, that he was blinded in battle and the wedding was scheduled, she replied, I don't think I want to be married to a blind man. That's the world's love. Another illustration, still from the battlefield, since we're on the battlefield theme today. Whoever picked that song? Cindy, did you pick that song, I'm on the battlefield? Amen, good song. If you didn't. I'm going to give it to you. Another, 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 another man engaged. He's engaged. He's on the battlefield. And he's had many battles. Under this last battle he, he was in, he lost both arms. He's engaged. He calls home. And he calls home to his soon-to-be bride. And, and he says, I, I was in a serious battle. I, I lost both my arms. I'm releasing you from your obligation to marry me. And then the phone went dead. And this was years ago before we had internet and all that. And he had didn't hear anything else until he heard a knock on the door. And it was her. And she said, I have no problem taking care of you. Amen. So when we talk about the world's love, we can look at it from different perspectives. But when I look at the, the word of love and what, what it means and we talk about how, how God's word resonates with us. What do you think about when you think about God's love compared to the world's love? I, I, I look up some of these superlatives for God's love. Excellence. Excellent. Unmatched. I like that. Unmatched. Untouchable. Outstanding. We talk about God's love. Mm-hmm. Incomparable. You cannot compare 
human love with God's love. Amen. It's unrivaled. All these words come right off of, you know, you look at the synonyms and, and exceptional. So when we, when we look at John and he's trying to explain to it and he's talking about love all the way through. But it's a different kind of love. This is, this is, this is the battleship love. We think about love, we think about kissy, 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 huggy, huggy, huggy. Okay? I love you, and the more, the more I love you, the more you're gonna love me. And 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 I love you because you're beautiful. And I love you because you're so lovely and you're so charming and you're so wonderful. We're gonna find out God, God don't care about all that stuff. Amen. He don't care about all that stuff. Hearing is love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Here we go. That's what it's all about. And this is why, this is why in a, in a, in a, you know, in a real sinister part of me, in a real sinister part of me, I kind of look at, I'm watching this COVID thing and I'm watching people freak out. I'm watching people in panic mode. I'm watching people riding around in their cars with their masks on by themselves. I'm, I'm watching people just, I'm sitting here like, your problem ain't COVID. Amen. Amen. They probably ain't COVID. Their problem is, is are they going to have boldness in the day of judgment? Because COVID has reminded us that you, it, it, you can be out of here with the quickness. Amen. Okay? Amen. You can be out of here with the quickness. And, 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 and when I see all the masks and everything, I'm going to sit here wondering to myself, do you know the Lord? Are you ready to stand before the Lord in boldness? Mm-hmm. Let me keep going because I want to get to verse 19. He says this. Now watch this. We're on the battlefield. Okay. We need the power of God to live this life. We got power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Christian people are powerful people because there's power in the blood. There's no such thing as, as a weak, weak, soft, scared, fearful Christian. I, I'm just going to tell you what it says. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Get up out of here, fear. Get out of here, fear. All fear. Because fear has torment. Why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? Anybody had these conversations? I'm, I'm pretty sure some of y'all had these conversations with, you, with your children. What you scared for? I'm here. Okay? Why are, you, why are you fearful? I'm here. Daddy's here. Amen. Mommy's here. You know what? What are you fearful? And as we get older and we walk in fear, I see so many people fearful, scared. Keep going, Pastor. He that feareth, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you running around here in fear and you scared and you worried about dying and you worried about standing before the love, Lord, that's a good that's a good place to start. We're going to say it today. Let a man what? Make sure you're in the faith. If COVID, if COVID hasn't touched you in that way where you sit here and say, well, you know what? Folks is dying. But we sit here almost thinking like everybody that we know that has died is in a better place. That is one of the most 
That is one of the most horrific lies that Satan has ever told. And we buy it hook, line, and sinker. And it sounds really, really good. It sounds really, really good. He that fears is not made perfect in love. But let me get to my text. I just want that's just review. We love him. We love him. Him being Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Because he first loved us. Think about that. The person who initiates the relationship. Okay. The person who initiates the relationships has a great, great responsibility of maintaining that relationship. And, that, and that's, from a, that's from a human level. When I, when I told Cindy, Cindy said, mm-mm, don't take me. I said, Cindy, I love you. And will you marry me? What was I saying? Think about it. Jake's here. What was you saying to Jackie when you said that? You know what you were saying? Here's what you were saying. May not have known it at that time, but you know it now. I know you know it now. All of us in here is married. Amen. I'm going to care for you. Okay? Right, Margaret? I'm going to care for you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to honor and respect you. And I'm going to protect you. Guess who else says that? Guess who else said that? When God called us into a relationship with him, he said the same thing to us. He said the same thing to us. And, and, and he, not, he did not give us what? The spirit of fear. Okay? Now, I, I, I was listening to something about this, 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 this father whose daughter was murdered. Okay? And the father spoke at the funeral. Mm-hmm. He said some real stuff. He spoke truth. And truth ain't always flowery. It's not. Truth is painful. Amen. Truth is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But this father said some stuff and I, I'm sitting here like, that's real. This father said, this is what he said. He said, I failed. As a father. He said, I failed as a father. He said, I wasn't there. I wasn't there to care for you. I wasn't there to provide for you. I wasn't faithful to you. And I did not protect you. And he broke down. And I hope everybody was at that funeral heard that because of the eulogy, nothing could have compared to what that man said. And somebody said, Oh, oh, you did the best you could. See, 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 that's how Satan does us. 
Let me tell you something. You leave it alone. Sometimes, sometimes he don't need to say anything. Amen. Okay? Because he was absolutely right. And as, as men and as men of God, we don't, we don't set the standard high enough sometimes. Okay? That's just real. I know, I, I know, I sit here and, and I look at Jake and I talk to Jake. I know. Loving, loving someone is a great responsibility. Let me, let me, let me move on. Let me move on. Okay. God Loves us. That's what it says. Let me let me read it again. It says, He says, We love him. Say folks. Because he first loved us. God's love ain't like the world love. Okay? I, I heard you, Columbus, praying. I heard you. See, I see. I hear stuff. I hear stuff. Okay. Because God came into our lives, and none of us had it all together. None of us had it all together. None of us in here, when we got saved, none of us had it all together. If we did have it all together, guess what we would have said? I don't need to be saved. I got it all together. Okay. But God came into our lives. Okay. When we were on our way to hell mm -hmm. with passion. Amazing grace didn't mean anything to us. The Bible meant nothing to us. Okay. Eternity, eternal life. That's, you ever talk to somebody that's unsaved? They could care less about eternal life. That's they worried about right now. Okay? I'm getting high right now. I'm, I'm getting, they, they are controlled by stuff. Ain't think about God. But that's biblical. That's biblical. And I like Paul. When I read the letters of Paul, when I read what Paul wrote, Paul writing about himself. Paul is writing about himself. Most of his writing is a testimony of his own life. Okay. Paul wrote this in, in Titus 3 3, and he's talking about himself. He's not talking about, he's not talking about everybody else. He's talking about himself because he said, listen, I was a chief sinner. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all was doing what I was doing, but not to the level I was doing. Paul says in Titus 3 3, he said, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Disobedient. Deceived. See, the deceived one, the deceived one jumps out at me. When I look at all these, all these places Paul said we were all at, foolish and disobedient, serving divers, lusts, and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. All, all those are important, and all those all those were, is where we was at. Yeah. 
Watch this. Watch this. God don't care about that. God's love is not based on what we do. God's love, God's love is not based on how we were living. Watch what he says in verse 4. Now we hateful. Unsaved folks is hateful. When I was unsaved, I listen, I'm gonna say something. But after, but after the kindness, after that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man appeared. Uh-oh, he's showing up. Amen. When God showed up, when God showed up in our lives. Think about what we was talking about this morning. It, it ain't come from you. Okay, if you're going to get yourself together. If you're going to work some things out in your world, if you're going to deal with some issues, it ain't going to come from anything that's in you. Because there's nothing in us that's going to, is strong enough to defeat the flesh. Okay? There's nothing in us that we can sit here and tap into. You know, we can sit here and meditate and do yoga and all that satanic stuff. Okay? But there's nothing coming out of you that's going to change you that's going to be able to manage that flesh, because that flesh is powerful. Amen. Okay, it's hateful. It's it's it loves living in pleasures and and lust, and it's deceived. Okay, Paul says, "Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy." That's all we got to say. You say today, say by God's mercy. Not because, not because you deserved it, not because you earned it, not because you was a good boy or a good girl, not because you never got kicked out of school when you was in there, not because you, you never missed school, not because you was a, a good son or a good daughter. You're saved by his mercy. Amen. You're saved by his mercy. Let me give you another verse. Let me, let me give you another story. How about that? I'll give you another story. Yeah, I'll give you another verse. I got these stories. I listen to this guy. I listen to this guy preach this weekend, and he says some stuff, and I like to share sometimes. I share it. I don't know the preacher's name offhand, but I'm, I'm writing down what he's saying. He said this. He said this in explaining this verse. He's, he's trying to explain this verse, and he said, listen, we was, we was hopeless. We was hopeless, and if God don't show up, we was just gone. He said there's a room full of people. Little kids, a room full of people. I don't know where it was at. And this is a true story. This is a true story. There was a room full of people, little kids, and, and a lot of women. And, and they might have had a meeting. It might have been in a classroom or a school, an old building. And, it, and, it, and there was only one door to come into the building. And they were in the, in the room having class or whatever they had. And then this, this wild animal, ferocious animal, showed up at the door. And they say it was foaming at the mouth. And it was, it was foaming at the mouth. And all the people ran to the back of the room, but they knew they couldn't get out because the animal was at the door. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. And it says there was an old blacksmith there. And, and, and he ran up and grabbed the animal and put it in a headlock. And, and the animal was chewing and clawing the man up. And he hollered and said, y'all leave, I got this. Y'all get out, I got this. They said the story was told throughout the Throughout the country. Okay. But that's a picture of how 
God did us. That's a picture of how God did us. We was in trouble. We was in a world of trouble. We was in, we was hand to hand, and we had no option. We had nothing in ourselves that can save us in God. So love the world. Amen. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Gonna get out of here. Gonna get out of here. He's going to get out of here. Ephesians 2 and 4. Remember when I read these Ephesians texts, it's all about Paul talking about where he was. Where he was. Where he was. And think about this when you talk to people. When you talk to people that are lost, when you talk to people that are going through and they're struggling. I, talk, you know, I listen to people talking. They're going through. They're depressed. They're going through. they got all kind of troubles. Okay? And, 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 and Paul said, but God. Ephesians 2 4. But God. He said, but God. And he said, but God. If it wasn't but God in Paul's life, he was, he was a mess. He went right on in the Damascus and continued down the road to hell. Amen. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. See, see, see you say by, 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 by God's mercy. You know, it's not, you, you, it wasn't like you were sitting in the crowd and, and God showed up and, and, and said, does anybody want to be saved in here? And you said, I do, I do, I do. No, no, no. You would have never raised your hand. You would have never raised your hand. If he came in that club or you was in there, you know, anybody here want to go to heaven? Anybody here saved? Man, get out of here with that. I'm partying. I'm up here in Soul Train line. <laughs> But God, who is rich in mercy for his, for his great love. We start talking about the superlatives for God's love, his great love. Paul calls it his great love. He called it a great love. Wherewith he loved us. Let me say that again. For his great love, wherewith he loved us. He loved us with a great love. Some of us know it had to be great. Some of us know it has to be great. And some of us, even, even, even as I speak to you guys and the folks, maybe listen on Sermon Audio or folks on Facebook. Listen, if, 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 if we could get out of it, some of us would. Uh-oh. It's a great love. It's a great love because it's great enough to hold us. It's great enough to keep us. It's great enough for us to want to serve him and worship him and adore him. Mm-hmm. And if God took his hand off of us, mm-hmm. if God took his hand off of us, where would we be? Where will we be? Where will we be? He says this. Here's Paul. But God, who is rich in mercy? How about that? What about serving God that's rich in mercy? Who do you know that's rich in mercy? We say it all the time. I hear people say, oh, he would have gave you a shirt off his back. He would have he didn't do anything for you. He say, was he rich in mercy? Could he save you? Okay. I don't care who. It don't matter. It don't, you can go back all the way to Dwight Eisenhower, all the way back to Roosevelt. You can go all the way to all the presidents, all the presidents of all the land, all the kings of all the land. And really, 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 ain't none of them rich in mercy. None of them going to save your soul. Okay. He says, I like this part. Even when, even when. Even when we were dead in sins. How about that? Even when we were dead in sins. Imagine, imagine someone, God puts somebody in your life and, 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 and they're, they're focused and, and, and on you and you, and you got a platform to speak to them. And, and what are you going to talk about? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Even when we were dead in sins. 
have quickened us together with Christ. How about that? Even when we were dead and say, what kind of love is that? Amen. What kind of love is that? Think about that. What kind of love is that? Dead in sins, you know, quickened us. Not, 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 he's not stopping there. God's not stopping there. Watch what else he does in verse 6. And he has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What, what, a God, what kind of God is that? He, 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 he seen us dead in sins. He made us alive. He quickened us. And then he raised us and set us down in heaven. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. this is, see, see, this is, this is see, people say, why do you preach like that all the time? I want y'all to be fearful. I think one of, the, one of the greatest tragedies is a fearful Christian. Scared. Scared. Scared of leaving here. People say, you, you talk like you ain't scared to die. I ain't scared to die. I ain't scared to die. If I was scared to die, I wouldn't be preaching. Amen. Amen. Okay? Because you start preaching, you start preaching truth. And, 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 and Satan send the hellhounds after you. Okay? Amen. Amen. But watch what he do. I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me keep moving. I'm gonna keep moving because I can get y'all know I can get on on the subject and stay there. And and I and I just want to look at this verse again because there's there won't be no excuses. Let me say that. Zero. zero. There will be zero excuses. See, this is this is why I heard I heard Jake say it when he was praying. I said it a lot of times. Y'all hear me say it all the time. Judgment must, must begin in the house of God. Somebody said, what, what does that mean? See, see, the church has a great responsibility to preach the truth. Okay? And when the church doesn't, and when the church does not preach the truth because of whatever, it's going to be held accountable. It's going to be held accountable. So, so when, 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 when Isaiah says the Lord have made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations, all nations, watch this, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of God. Now, Isaiah was a great prophet, okay? He wasn't always a great prophet, but he became a great prophet when he said, I saw the Lord. High, somebody said, and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And then he said something like, I am a man of unclean lips that I dwell among the people. So Isaiah had to get his act together. He had to change his, he had to change some relationship. And he had to stand in the presence of God. And when he did, he preached the gospel. And he died for what he believed. Okay. So, so, so. There's nobody without excuse. Everybody gonna hear the God. Everybody gonna hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's written on our hearts. Every living, breathing soul has experienced the grace of God. Amen. And you don't know anybody that hasn't experienced the grace of God. You can sit here and sit there and say, "Well, you know, you know, God, God's been mean to me, and God's not been nice to me, and this world not been nice to me." You don't see, 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 see. There's a person in need of a savior. There's a person who's in need of a savior. I listen to these folks whine and cry. I can't sleep. 
I can't get along with people. I don't have no appetite. I can't, I'm, I'm scared of dying. I'm full of lust. I can't stop eating. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop smoking weed. And all to me, all the signs. A person needs to, they need the Lord. Amen. They need the Lord. Amen. Okay? I, 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 I hear these folks making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Making millions of dollars. Crying and complaining. Okay? It's hard to be great when you make millions of dollars. I say that all the time. People, I, 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 I know what I'm talking about. Okay, I have my kudos to to the Serena Williams and the Tiger Woods and the Tom Brady's who can who can stay on top of their game for long periods of time while making millions of dollars. That's a that's a gift. Okay, everybody don't get it. Everybody don't get it. And God has blessed us as a church. As a people, all everybody, everybody in this room, y'all sit here. Everybody in this room, blessed. And everybody that you look around that's not here, been blessed, been blessed. God's been good to us. God's been good to us. And 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 let me tell you something. For the grace of God that that bringing salvation have appeared to all men. You're gonna be without excuse. Okay. And we can wish and hope and pray for our loved ones, but let me tell you something. They won't. The one one excuse they won't have when they stand before the Lord is that he, he he never introduced himself to me. God has introduced himself to everybody, and how do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Okay, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. That's the Bible. You and that Bible. It's me and that Bible. That's all I got. Okay? And, and watch what it does. Watch what it does. It don't stop. He appeared to all men. He just didn't appear in a, in a, in a vision and just went away. No, he stayed on it. He stayed on it. Watch. Teaching us. Titus 2, 11 and 12. Teaching us. See, see the, the word of God, the grace of God is a teacher. Not an entertainer. Teaching us, denying ungodliness, denying anything is, 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 is battle. Those are fighting words. You want to deny something. You know, it's like a football term. Then, you know, I, I was listening to the results of the Penn State Wisconsin game. And, and Wisconsin was on the one yard line. First and goal on the one yard line. They didn't get in. They were denied. The game went in touchdown. They had to dig in. They had to dig in. And they had to fight. You're not going to deny ungodliness. You're just happily, happily, un, well, you know what, I'm just going to deny ungodliness. No, it's going to take some battle. It's going to take some fighting. It's going to take some struggling. It's going to take some battling. We're going to deny ungodliness. Now, not only that, worldly lust. We're going to deny worldly lust. Somebody said it. Come out from among them and be separate. We're going to deny worldly lust. We're going to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. How about that? Okay. Okay. The world burning down. The world's burning down. And folks still don't see the Lord. The world's burning down. Like I said, I got fires in California. We got fires in floods and floods, fires. We got everything, everything going crazy. But guess what? Football season starts next week. Uh huh. 
about them Browns and them Steelers, them Cowboys, you know? Oh, yeah, Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. We all fired up. We all fired up and we get ready for football. You, you think there were people down in Louisiana worried about football today? You think that lady down in Louisiana who, who was looking out, watching her husband get swallowed by an alligator is worried about LSU football? You think, you think these folks sitting in the hospitals on ventilators, dying of COVID, worrying about football? Football. I mean, huh? Sermon audio is blowing up, man. I got people, people like this stuff. I don't know. They, I turn it on. These 150 people that listen to this. I'm like, I'm like, hey, y'all listen to this stuff. Okay. Let me, let me say this. I, I see I write between the lines. Most people, most people reject Christianity. Okay. Because they don't want to be reminded of their future. Think about that. Most people reject Christianity because they don't want to be reminded of what they 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 facing and where this thing is heading. And then I wrote this. And many pastors refuse to preach the gospel because their congregations don't want to be reminded of their future. They don't want to be reminded. I don't want to hear that. Okay? He was like, well, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to. I want to. I don't want to hear that. I want. I want to. I want to go to a church where I can sit there and enjoy myself, and not be offended, and not be. I, I just want to enjoy myself when I go to church. Okay. I say that when I go to a restaurant. I, I, I say that when I go fishing. I don't say that when I go to church. Amen. I was offended in church. Offended in church. I mean, I was, I, I was, I was offended so bad in church it saved my marriage. Okay, I'm so offended in church it saved my life. Amen. I mean, I was so offended in church it saved my life. Okay, I, I, I said I was sinking deep. I was sinking deep in sin, far. From the peaceful shore. But the master of the sea showed up. Oh, God. Listen. Let me close. I say that. I'm serious. You ever you ever go out anymore and you don't even have to because, you know, you, you look for something on your phone. They got your phone so amped up. All you got to do is punch in. You know, I'm looking for something. Say, you know, I'm looking for a hat. I'm looking for a hat. And next thing you know, you got all these ads coming up with that hat. Okay? See, the world, see, the world has so much to offer us. You know, you go, you go somewhere, you know, buy this and you get... 10% off, buy one window, you get two free. Buy, buy one, get one free. You know, you spend $20 here and you get a $5 off. I mean, the world has so much to offer. Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, they're offering you all kind of stuff. 
Buy three tires, get one free. Get two oil changes, get the third one free. Go to Handles, get your card, step it in. Five more visits, you get a free ice cream cone. They got so much to offer. What do we have to offer? What does the church have to offer? See, we don't, we don't do a good job of offering. Here, we got some stuff. Here's what we have to offer. Okay? Yeah, we got the best thing. We got a lot to offer. You know what we got to offer? We got the word of God. We got the word of God. Think about that. Think about, think about having, having a resource at your disposal. That anything you may have trouble with, any problem you may face, any, any situation you may encounter, you have an answer for. That's, that's, some, that's deep stuff. Peter, Peter, right in, in, in 2 Peter 1, 1 19 says this. He says, he says, you want to talk about the world has what the world has? Here's what I have. And here's what you have when you become a child of God. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Watch this now. And then he says this. Because people say, oh, you in that book, man. Man wrote that book. Man wrote that book. Let me tell you something. When God touches a man's heart, you know who wrote that book. Okay. See, this is why I know Christianity ain't for everybody. See, everybody, oh, you know, listen. Okay? It's a narrow road. It's a narrow road. And few be on that road. Okay? So, so when somebody says, well, you know that book, that book, man, listen, you read that, you crazy. Listen, I'm crazy. Knowing this first. That no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Not by old white men. Amen. You have to be hard to find some white folks in the desert. Okay. <laughs> for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Here we go. But holy men of God spake as they were moved. How about that? By the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Now listen. I, see, I don't have no problem with you not believing that. Now I don't believe, I believe everybody here believe that. I want to believe everybody here believe that. But I don't have a problem with anybody that don't believe that. You know why? Because see, God has to do a miraculous work in your heart and in your soul and in your mind and in your spirit for you to believe that, for you to believe any of the Bible. Amen. Because if you don't believe that, you definitely can't believe that Jonah was swallowed by a big fish. If you don't believe that, you can't believe that a blind man was eyes was open. If you don't believe that the word of God was written not by the will of man, but by holy man as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, you can't believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. You can't believe that. So, so if you don't believe one part of the Bible, you tell me what part you don't believe. Diggy Jeremy, you tell me what you don't believe about the Bible. Because if you can find one thing you don't believe about the Bible, you don't believe none of it. You don't believe none of it. You, I don't know about that. I don't know about Lazarus walking up out of a tomb. If you don't believe that, you're going to have a problem with all of it. Okay? You got to be all in. Amen. And only God can all you in. Amen. 
Redemption. Here we got redemption. I think I like I like this one. I like Paul. I like y'all know that. You ever you know next time next time you turn on Word of Faith people and you just want to just do it just do it out of curiosity. Just listen to some of these folks that say name it claim it you know and and if you don't if you don't get healed if you don't get healed then something wrong with you. Listen. Here's what you would never hear them preach out of. You would never hear them preaching Paul. You would never hear them going to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Titus, Timothy, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. They don't, don't, don't mess with that. They'll mess with that. They'll be an axe a lot. And they won't touch that. Okay, because Paul keep it real. And Paul says, in whom we have redemption. Paul talks about redemption. You know what redemption is? I don't use these big old words. They're not big old words. They're Bible words. Redemption is salvation. Redemption is deliverance. Redemption is, is being rescued. The redemption is to the slaves and to the slaves back in Egypt and back in Africa and over down south. Redemption is being emancipated. Being delivered. Being delivered. Somebody, that's it, that's it, Mark, I heard you. Being set free. Being set free. Being set free. So you got, so you got this word of God that you can count on for anything, any answer to any problem you have. Then you have redemption. Then you have this. And the world don't have this. We got this. We got this. The world don't have it. Eternal life. As a possession, eternal life is something that you hold on to, okay? Something that you have that the world can't take it away. Bible says, no, no man can pluck it out of your hand. You have this. Now you're going to sit here and tell me that you're talking to somebody and they're talking about, I got a car from Handles or the ice cream place and I got two more, two more flips and I get a free cone or a free oil change or if I buy three tires, I get one free. How do you compare that with, bruh, I got eternal life, man. I've been redeemed. When you start seeing this, see, you got to weird people out. We already, somebody said we already peculiar people. Somebody start talking about, I got this, I got that, I got, oh man, I got a new car, man. You got to see this thing, man, I got redemption. <laughs> and I got the keys to heaven. And that's some weird, that's, I'm going to heaven when I leave here. Think about that. Kiss somebody on guard. Whoa. Amen. What the Hey, I'm going to heaven. Here's what I got. Let me close. Oh, man. Got something. That, you know, who's saying this song? You know, what I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I got, I got, I got peace. Here's something that the world don't have. Here's something that. None of your unsaved friends have. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care. I don't, they don't have peace. Amen. They don't have peace. Let me tell you something. You can talk to them and listen. You ain't got to talk long. You know they don't have peace. And, 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 and it's on you. It's on you to challenge them. You don't have peace. Okay? Paul writing in Romans 5. 1, he said, therefore, being justified by faith, being redeemed, being justified by faith. Watch what he said. We have peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. David writing. David, David was out in the wilderness struggling, going through everything. Look what he writes. He said, the Lord will give strength unto his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. 
Really, there ain't no such thing as a, 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 a man of God, a woman of God, don't have peace. Amen. And if you struggle in the area of peace, ask God, God, God I need peace. Okay? Why? And then what does the answer will be? Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Romans 15, 13. It's there. It's there. It's there. Colossians 3.15, Paul writing to these folks who did not have peace. They were struggling. They was getting all kind of different, different rules. And people were telling them about different ways of worship God and to serve God. And Paul says this. He said, let the, let the peace of God rule in your heart to which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Be thankful that you have peace. We ought to be thankful that we have peace. I'm thankful that I have peace. Of all the things that I have, I, I, I thank God for the peace that I have. And, and, and when I sit here and watch these folks running around here, two masses, three masses, scared of this, scared of that, scared of everything, worried about dying. Oh, that's all it is, worried about dying. It was all boils down, they worried about dying. Like, I got the hope of heaven. I got the hope of heaven. Okay? And it get better than this. Okay? Jesus right and I'm closing with this one. This is when I number when I number some of these verses, I think about what Jesus said. And he came to bring peace. Jesus died to bring peace to this earth. One of the songs that we sing at Christmas time, you know, peace on earth. Peace on earth. Jesus came to provide peace on earth. We don't have peace. What does that tell you about this world we live in? Because you gotta look hard for peace. There's no peace in Afghanistan. There's no peace. There's no peace down there in, 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 in Louisiana. People are not having peace. Jesus said this. Let me close. These things I have spoken to you that in me, in me, in me, you might have peace. In me, you might have peace. In the world, in the world, ye shall have tribulation. So don't, don't, don't get caught up. I tell Sydney all the time, listen, keep the drama, keep the drama away from me. All right? I'm drama free. Okay? Keep the drama away from me. She had one of her, one of her nieces. Hey, Uncle Keith, can you help me find a car? Help me find a car. So how much money you got? $5,000. Okay, you got $5,000. I found you a, a, the best $5,000 car I can. And I look at, uh, okay. I don't like that. It's five thousand dollars. It's not about you liking it. It's a five thousand dollar car that you're trying to get back and forth to work. That's gonna start every day. Now, you need twenty thousand dollars for what you want. Okay, but if you tell me you got five grand, I'm gonna and you don't know, I'm gonna find you a nice Toyota Corolla or something like that for five thousand dollars. Get you back and forth to work till you can work your way to ten thousand dollars, or work your way to your credit is good enough where you can get your car. But you got five. Okay. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm, I'm closing. I got a, I got a great verse. I'm closing. Seriously, Jeremy. All right. Here's something. Here's something. Here's something. Now y'all all heard about the big time football coach. Over there, Cardinal Mooney. His wife got a black eye. We don't know how she got it. Just like if Cindy got one, you wouldn't know how she got it, because she ain't going to squeal me out. 
<laughs> she went to open the door and hit her eye on the door. <laughs> but when I, when, I, when I sit here and I think, here's what we got, I'm going through, I'm saying, give me some verses, so here's what we got. Cindy came in here when she heard that. <laughs> Christ is our advocate. Think about that. Now, when I think about Coach Polito, and, and, and them folk got millions of dollars, okay? They don't, they don't have money like we got. They got millions of dollars. The Polito family got millions of dollars, okay? And he was charged with spousal abuse, and his wife got a black eye. The media, the media, they, they was all on him. He got to lose a job. He got to go to jail and everything. And he shows up with his attorneys, and all the charges are dropped. <laughs> that is a picture of us. See, I spiritualize everything. See, I see God everything. Because, see, we're going to get charged with some stuff. Okay? And, and we're going to stand before the Lord with our attorney. And he said, my little children, these things I write unto you that sin, that, that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Watch this now. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So when we show up with God, guess what? Clean slate. Charge me whatever you want to charge me. You know? You was, a, you was a rapist. You was a murderer. You was a scoundrel. You was a white beater. You Whatever. Guess what? Guess what? Talk to my attorney. Jesus. Uh, and one, of the, one of the first sermons, if you, go on a, if you go on the website, one of the first sermons I preached a long time ago was Jesus dropped the charges. Jesus dropped the charges. So we got a lot to offer. God's been good to us. This love that he has shown us and shared with us, it is unmatched. It is unmatched. It is outstanding. It is exceptional. It is incomparable. It is peerless. It is unrivaled. What a mighty God we serve.